There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. When a city like London has 21 teenagers killed already this year, many with knives, it's clear that something has to be done. The Home Secretary has announced new powers that will allow courts to ban children from having knives and impose restrictions on their movements and use of social media. The laws can be used against kids as young as 12. Our Home Affairs Editor Martin Bentham's here. Martin, that's a very young age. Why does the government think we need them? Well, it started with the Met, actually. The Met suggested that there was a problem with... At the moment, obviously, you know that somebody is involved potentially in knife crime, vulnerable to it, and that... The the option was I'd have really no power over them other than maybe a gang injunction if they were part of a gang or something, or to take them to court and prosecute them for or, you know, carrying a knife, which is probably what the offence would like to, most likely to be. And and although the critics of this legislation argue that the result will be that you're criminalising young people, what the government and the Met certainly said was that their belief is that it's a way of keeping people out of the criminal justice system by diverting them and trying to give them, well, first of all, some restrictions to stop them getting exposed to the wrong people and to to limit their access to social media, where they go, put curfews on them, all those type of things to try to stop them mixing with the wrong people and and be pretty importantly to uh, for the court to prescribe that they should attend various different things like educational courses, drug rehabilitation if necessary, and so on, so that they can be uh, diverted away from a bad life into a good one. So when can these start to be deployed from and, and, and what exactly do they do? Well, it's from this week. And so what happens is that if the police go to the, the magistrate's court and say, we believe, have reasonable belief that this person is carrying a knife as a regular on a regular basis, or indeed somebody has already got a conviction for carrying a knife, if it's, it can apply in those cases as well. But I think the, the primary idea is for, for the ones who have yet to be prosecuted and to say, <clears throat> we would like the court to impose one of these knife crime prevention orders on them. And then, as I just said, it, what it does is require that person to abide by conditions which are set by the court in relation to the specifics of that particular case, which may be a curfew, may be restrictions on social media, and I say maybe uh, attending, say, anger management courses or that type of thing to uh, to try to deal with the underlying problems that they have. That's, that's how it will work if a person breaches the order 
clearly they can, it ultimately becomes a criminal offence to breach the order. There's a, a maximum two-year prison sentence attached to it if you repeatedly breach. I mean, quite often with these type of orders, people do breach them and then they go back to court and try to uh, encourage them to do better, in, in essence. And this is coming in as London appears to be facing a particularly difficult year for knife crime, particularly among young people. It does. I mean, the overall total, we've had 21 teenage homicides this year already in London, which is pretty grim. 19 of those have involved a knife, a fatal stabbing. The the total last year for all teenage homicides was 15, 14 with a knife. And clearly that was suppressed a little bit by lockdown and the inability of people to go out in the streets and mix in the way that they normally would do uh, compared to the figure of 26 the year before. But the figure of 21 teenage homicides this year already clearly we're only in july just over halfway through the year and it's a pretty bleak figure it looks like unfortunately it's probably going to get beyond the highest ever annual figure which was in 2008 when we had 29 teenage homicides and it's a pretty appalling thing every time you write one of these stories and see the pictures of the young victims coming through then it's just an absolutely horrible reminder, isn't it, of of how young these people are. The newspaper and you yourself have covered this story so many times over the years, Martin. Do police really believe that these powers can help them reduce this issue? Well, I think they do believe that. I mean, of course, to think you could solve it is a different issue altogether. But increasingly, although there's a lot of focus on the on the uh, enforcement side of stop and search and arrests and knife seizures and all these type of things, they're also trying pretty hard to divert children away from knife crime when they get them. Clearly, the, the actual solution lies well before it ever gets to involvement with the police, whether it's in this with these type of orders or in the normal criminal justice system. That's the real solution, clearly. Uh, and that lies partly with things like education and partly and largely actually with the families and friends of the people around them, giving them the right influences to an extent. But all of those things are, are solutions. The police clearly don't think this will solve every single problem, but I think their view would be that if you divert even a few people away from it, that's a few people who might otherwise end up on our front page as having died from a terrible knife crime, as a result of a terrible knife crime, who might not do. And that, that has to be a good thing, I suppose. Of course, the question will always be whether these things work, and you always have to guard against any unintended consequences that. There's an argument sometimes these orders um, are seen as a badge of honour by people and all those type of things. So you've got to guard against that and be be sure they are actually going to achieve the purpose they they seek to do. But I think the idea of trying to find ways and and indeed extra ways, new ways sometimes of diverting young people away from trouble has to be a, a good objective. There's more on this story at standard.co.uk. Follow the live blog to keep up to date with breaking news. That's the Leader Podcast. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.